Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that is the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to say hi and springtime. Welcome warm weather across the country. Uh, we've seen some beautiful weather, seen some storms. Uh, I know in the south uh, where we broadcast this show from, uh, we've had some uh, a lot of rain last week, a lot of uh, storm and uh, some tornadoes. But I just want to say that we are here springing forward with the conservative ideas of liberty and justice for all, for freedom, and that means freedom from government tyranny. And we're here to talk about this week with a judge from the state of Pennsylvania running for the state Supreme Court. Her name is Judge Paula patrick we're going to get to her conversation our interview in just a minute but first let me remind you we at the end of the show we're going to have a little clip on our crypto corner just trying to help people get educated about uh, cryptocurrency bitcoin people are many are afraid to understand this and think it's too complicated it can get that way but each week we're going to try to take a little time to help you better understand that because it is coming it is a part of our future it's here today and you need to at least know some of the terms and what's going on and why it's so important because it is changing our world like the internet did it's called blockchain technology we'll do our crypto corner at the end of the show and now before we get into our uh, interview exciting interview with a conservative african-american a female judge that's in the state of Pennsylvania and running for state Supreme Court. Before we get to her talk, let's uh, let me remind you of some of the stupidity. I'll just come out and say some of the stupidity that's coming out of the Biden administration. Uh, that they said last week, if we raise taxes on corporations, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to. Uh, cause the prices to go up for the goods and what they what they build or what they service now that is a bunch of just spewing balderdash spewing like a volcano i mean it is ugly and deceitful to lie it took donald trump to say let's cut taxes and it'll bring about a great economy we did cut taxes for our business for corporations and so many times the Democrats call the corporations evil, well, and and they want to tax them. For let's let's just slowly tell everyone exactly what the truth is. Corporations don't pay taxes; people do. 
if a corporation has increased taxes, they pass it on. They have to. And when they pass on the higher, uh, when they have to pay higher taxes, they pass it on to the people who buy their services or products. And that makes it more difficult for American companies to compete around the world. How many times has the truth been out there been proven? And once again, we see the stupidity of those in this administration who say raising the corporation tax fee, tax rate, won't affect what you buy, what you uh, need for services. It's a bunch of balderdash. Don't believe it. We've got to keep the word out for liberty and truth and freedom. And we don't have a media that helps us at all. They just want to deceive and just neglect the truth and move on and continue the lies that are spewing. I mean, come on. <laughs> have you seen have you seen anybody in the press not give softball questions to Joe Biden? And then what did they do with Trump? It's just like they came out just beating him over the head of every question they could, spend weeks making up a question that would be deceptive, that would be like a trap. And Biden gets asked nothing but softball questions. Come on, the American people understand that. But that's part of being conservative. That's part of standing up against uh, an entire mainstream media that's battling just to beat conservatives into the ground every day and every night. Someone who knows that has been on the end of that is Judge Paula Patrick, and uh, we're going to get her on the line right now. On this week's show, we got Judge Paula Patrick, and she is a judge in the great state of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I believe. Is that correct? <laughs> Commonwealth? Yes, that's correct, yes. Well, Judge, welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We like to talk about politics. Sometimes we get into other things, but you are in an election to be uh, uh, on the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct, Don. We uh, have in Pennsylvania, judges are elected, and we run in partisan elections. I am a Republican running for the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. We have one vacancy on that court. The vacancy was created because of age. Uh, the justice has aged out, and so there is a vacancy, and I am running as a conservative a candidate for that position. Well, Judge, I'm glad you're on our show. We, we have an audience around the country, and I know we got some listeners in Pennsylvania, and it's just exciting to me to know that uh, there's a conservative judge. You do uh, happen to be African-American, but mm -hmm. that, to me, is a plus, 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 in the uh, age we live in right now. So tell me a little bit about your background. You've been a judge for many years, so uh, tell me uh, what got you into law and what got you, you wanting to be a judge. Okay, yeah, sure. I've been a judge. This is actually my 18th year on the Court of Common Pleas right here in Philadelphia. The Court of Common Pleas is what we call the trial court division here. And so I've listened to all types of cases, from criminal cases, family cases, juvenile, as well as all types of civil matters. And prior to that, I was a lawyer right here in Philadelphia. I'm originally from North Carolina, though, born and raised in North Carolina. So I am a Southerner by, you know, of course, uh, uh, even in my heart still. <laughs> okay. And uh, I, I um, went to um, law school in Texas. 
and I came to Philadelphia after law school, and I only wanted to be here just for a few years and then go back down south and build a practice there. Um, I came from a, a traditional two-parent home. My father actually served his country honorably. He was a soldier, and uh, he served in the U.S. Army. And so he taught us to love and respect, uh, of course, his country, one another, and to love our God. Our, our God. And the main thing that he taught us, too, was that, you know, we, we don't look for handouts. We work for what we get. And he also said that you don't go to college to get a job. You go to create your own. So when I left law school at 25 years old, I came to Philadelphia. I knew one person. And I actually opened up a law office. I built a pretty oh, really? special practice <laughs> yeah, from the ground up for almost 10 years. And then I ran for judge and was elected in 2003. Well, that in a nutshell is an amazing story right there. And mm-hmm. What I want to do, of course, the thing about Philadelphia, and I've been there, and I know a lot, many people in my audience probably have been, and, and that's where the uh, the Constitution Center is, for the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. And, and it just seems like so much happened in the last, well, just say in the last election, yeah. uh, the presidential election. And it happened in the state of Pennsylvania, some things that are just still, I know there's not answers for, but since you were on the ground, uh, I know my listeners mm-hmm. would like to just to get your wisdom and uh, mm-hmm. discernment on what what happened in some of the cases. You're a judge there in Pennsylvania. One thing is, they were, out of all the lawsuits filed in Pennsylvania, everything was dismissed. There was never any, ever any evidence shown in the presidential election that I'm aware of that mm-hmm. happened in Pennsylvania. Is is that true, that no evidence was ever shown? Everything was just tossed out by the judges in Pennsylvania? Well, actually, what happened, they, they didn't grant hearings, and that's what Justice Clarence Thomas talked about in his dissent uh, when he said that, you know, uh, these matters really deserve to have a hearing because of the complexity of it, the uncertainty of it, and, of course, we have future elections. And so we needed some guidance from the court to make sure that we can be in play with what is happening. And so Justice Clarence Thomas said that when, when that doesn't happen, we don't give hearings to these cases. He says that it, it, it begins to undermine people's uh, confidence in our system of justice. And I think he's absolutely correct. I can't say more about that because that matter could probably come back before the court. Okay. And as a judge, I'm bound by rules that I can't speak about things yeah. that would have to come before the court. But what I can say is that Justice Clarence Thomas, I believe, was absolutely correct in his dissent. The other thing I think is important is that, you know, as a judge here in Philadelphia, I've served for many years in elections court. Uh, in fact, in 2015, I was appointed city election commissioner to oversee the city's election. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say this that not one justice on our Pennsylvania Supreme Court has ever served one day in elections court. And I think experience matters. And so, you know, I come highly recommended to that court by the Pennsylvania Bar Association. Uh, I have adjudicated more than 20,000 cases in my career. I have written more than 600 opinions to our three appellate courts. And so I come ready to work, hit the ground running from day one. And the other thing is that I'm a conservative black woman in Philadelphia. One of the most yeah, liberal yeah. jurisdictions on the I know. planet. I know. So that you just know surprised me. I'm not yeah. afraid. <laughs> you, you can't be. And speaking of that, and again, Judge, anything I ask you that you know you can't uh, participate in or answer because <laughs> of being a judge, let me know. But I was really concerned about uh, during the election where they said Republican uh, observers were not allowed in Philadelphia in many of the Philadelphia precincts. 
and 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 that seems like it's been going on election after election maybe i'm wrong you, you were there you said election court 2015 so what i mean what happened to observers not being allowed in philadelphia elections in some places i have i have no idea i wasn't you know the judge that, that made that ruling but uh the ruling came down and um you know it's unfortunate that it came down the way it did uh i think we, we've seen some of the things that have come out of our pennsylvania supreme court which goes back to why I'm running. I think that our courts have uh, have been uh, turning left for a long time. And the most important thing that I see is that there's I see this liberal bullying of our judiciary, uh-huh. and I believe that it has to stop. And I believe that we need people of courage, people of experience, and people that uh, have the conservative values as looking at our rule of law and our constitutions as valid uh, foundations in, in our society and are willing to uphold and to defend those things. That's why I'm running for our Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Well, uh, Judge, that's one of the things that uh, some of our listeners have brought uh, to, to me and I've asked others about, but being right there in Pennsylvania, I, and talking about what uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Thomas had mentioned about never granted hearings of what has happened, but does that mean because the U.S. Supreme Court you're sitting there about nearby the uh, Constitution Center on the Constitution, so I'm asking this question mm-hmm. because the U.S. Supreme Court would not hear anything. Does that mean now that uh, executive uh, members, are, uh, like the governor and executive committee, can they make changes to the law? With, you know, it says the, the U.S. Constitution says the, only the state legislators make you know, uh, changes to laws about election and since mm-hmm. the supreme court would not hear a case and the executive members made changes does that mean across the nation now every executive member state uh, secretary of state or governor they have the ability to change election laws because the u.s constitution i mean the u.s supreme court failed to hear anything is, is that new powers that the states have now well i can't say that but what i can say is that it's crucial that we follow the law in this country it's crucial that our constitutions are obeyed and upheld it's crucial that our rule of law stands firm uh in every jurisdiction not just here in pennsylvania but all over because as you can see uh this does create a, a system of confusion uh, a system of of uh of uh, uncertainty as to what's happening. That's why we need to make sure that we put the right people in these courts that are, that understand our rule of law. And you hit the nail on the head when you say when when you don't hear cases, then you got confusion and uncertainty, and that's not yes. that's not good for business. It's not good for uh, the people who who go vote. They want their votes count, and and that that is something that I'm glad to hear you are running for the state Supreme Court, and not being in Pennsylvania, I don't realize who I was on the state Supreme Court, but the rulings were not very conservative. I'll put it that way, it doesn't seem like. Wait just a minute, Judge, before you answer that. Just keep that answer right on the tip of your tongue because I looked at the clock, and it's time to remind everybody you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. We're talking to Judge Paula Patrick. She is running for the state Supreme Court uh, position in the state of Pennsylvania. So uh, she's enlightening us on some of the things in Pennsylvania that affect us around the country. 
And so we will continue our conversation in just a minute, but let me remind everybody we do have a book called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by going to www.dockholiday.org. That's dockholiday with two L's in holiday.org, and you can order the book. Bedrock Truths is written by Dr. Ed Holliday, Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. So uh, please check that out, and we'll be glad to get that book out to you. Now, uh, <laughs> Judge Paula, please, uh, we were saying it seemed like the Supreme Court is not a conservative-type court there in Pennsylvania. Is that correct? That's correct. And, That's uh, correct. And we have our court, we have seven justices, five of which are Democrat, two of which are Republican. And one of the uh, Republicans is aging out, so that that creates the vacancy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I uh, go across the Commonwealth, and I'm, I'm campaigning. Our election here, primary election, is May 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would just tell everyone, if you have family or friends here in Pennsylvania, it's a statewide race. Anyone in the state can vote for me. Go to votepaulapatrick.com and look for information about me. But one of the things that I can tell you is that, you know, in, in running this race, going across this Commonwealth, I have, you know, questions from so many people. What do we do? What do we do? Do we really vote now? You right. know, because people have are, are losing, you know, faith even in our in our system of voting. Absolutely. Uh, and so, and, and and the integrity of voting. And so, and then of course there are other people that, that believe that their votes were suppressed. So, you know, voting is a major issue. And I tell people this when I go across the Commonwealth. I'm like, listen. You can't now back down from the process now. You can't stop now. You've got to continue. As a matter of fact, more should come out and vote. More should, should, should be involved here. Because even in your personal life, when you have a defeat or a setback, you, you don't just stop. No, you continue, and you get up every day continuing to overcome and to overcome. We have to do the same thing, because if we stop voting uh, as a conservative bloc, if we stop doing it, then, of course, the other side, you know, wins. And, and we, we can't have that. We have to be willing to put up the fight. And that's why we need people of courage that are willing to stand in the, waste, the wake of opposition and the face of opposition that will stand firm on our rule of law. That's why I'm running. Uh, Judge Paula Patrick, you can go to votepaulapatrick.com to find out more information about me. Well, Judge uh, Patrick, that's, it sounds like your mom and dad taught you about perseverance. <laughs> it sounds like you know how to stand firm against uh, even uh, a lot of opposition. And if there are five Democrats on the state Supreme Court, it'll take somebody with some strong uh, uh, background and also uh, being able to influence uh, others to see what the truth is, especially Absolutely. right there in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, I know that I am the best person for that for for that job is because of my own background and my experience and how I view the law and why the law is so so important. Listen, I believe that we need judges that are passionate about our rule of law. Some people, it's just a job for them, and they don't really care, or, or they, they have chosen to be activists about it. And one of the things as a judge, you cease and desist to be an advocate, and your job is to render justice. Your job is to find the truth. Your job is to make sure that all the facts and the evidence uh, and the law applies and you render a decision. That's what I've done for 18 years in Philadelphia. That's what I want to do on the court, uh, on the Supreme Court here in Pennsylvania. And it's important that we get out and vote as Republicans, as conservatives. And once again, you can find me even on Facebook at Judge Paula Patrick and votepaulapatrick.com. Well, Judge Patrick, that sounds, again, it's refreshing to hear your strong stance, which is really just common sense. And I think mm-hmm. most voters, they, they can 
they're drawn to common sense values and that's one of the things that we seem to have missing in, in a lot of the some of the judges and elections and when you say again that there's five democrats on that uh a state supreme court it, it it becomes very important who who is on there with them and so i i do wish you success and and getting across the state now you've been in philadelphia i know pennsylvania's a big state going all the way from pennsylvania across to pittsburgh uh so what what's your what's your game plan as far as uh, get, getting across the state how, how do you get your name out across the state well, I do shows like this, of course. You know, uh, I also uh, have, we're working on a digital media media plan. We're also, uh, you know, I go to as many places as I can, connecting with a lot of the, what we call state committee people, what we call with uh, the people that are the public and different organizations and groups, conservative groups, uh, things like that. And we have been stomping across this state. There are 67 counties in this state. And I can tell you, we are seeking to, to get to as many uh, of them as possible between now and the primary election, which is May uh, 18th. And so far, I have visited so far at least 20 of the counties, being able to talk with people and, and meet with people and letting people know about getting my name out. We do have a media presence, votepaulapatrick.com, as well as right. Facebook at Judge Paula Patrick, as well as uh, Twitter at Judge Patrick PA. So, you know, these are avenues that we're using to get our name out commercials and things like that so we continue to to let people know and all of those listen to your show if you have any family or friends that are in pennsylvania regardless of where they can vote for me my name is paula patrick and i'm the first name on the republican ballot and and, uh, judge paula let me just one of the things that we've had on our program over the years many uh african-american conservatives and it seems like a voice that's suppressed in the mainstream media people it seems like the mainstream media does not want people to know that they are conservative african americans they're proud to be black proud to be conservative so uh, it's refreshing to have you on the show one thing i'd say you're very much like a pioneer of the 21st century I, i believe the future is black conservatives are being recognized as an important force in the Republican Party, important force in our nation. So I'd love to see you move forward and, and get the recognition you deserve because I know it's uh, the perseverance that your mom and dad taught you, your parents taught you, and what you grew up in to to move forward. And I really believe you'll be one, if you know, get the state Supreme Court and you'll be one of the voices that our nation needs to hear, uh, even now, for before you get to the Supreme Court. You're a voice our nation needs to hear. So I appreciate you being on the show. Is there anything that, what what causes you, you know, to want to be a judge, to want fairness, to want justice, and and to serve your your community and your state and your country? What is it that moves you forward? What what is it? What is it that drives you? Is something happened in the past? Is it something that you just want to seek to get? Uh, justice for what what drives you judge paula well you know what that's an interesting uh question and an interesting story uh, you know but i can tell you about that okay. my my journey if you will started very, very early in you know in my life and it started when i was actually in the first grade oh really so I, yeah. i'll tell you yeah and i'll tell you that i learned how to read my mom taught me to read i was three years old and I couldn't go to kindergarten because they made up some excuse that I, why I couldn't go or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, although I went to public schools. And so I ended up having to go to first grade. And going to first grade, I was six years old. 
So by the time I was six, I had been reading for three years. Yeah. And I was a very, very good reader. And so I remember that my teacher, she would, uh, when, it, you know, when we had reading time, we would, we would put our chairs and we would sit in a circle and we would take turns reading. So right. one day it was my turn to read, and I was so excited because, of course, I could read. And as I'm reading, and I'm reading pretty well, my teacher stops me, and she says, who taught you how to read? Well, I told her it was my mother. And she <laughs> protested and asked me again, who taught you how to read? Uh-huh. And well, I said it was my mother. So then she took me, and she set me under the table. Oh, me. Uh-huh. Yes. So I go home, and I tell my mom what happened to me. My mom comes to the school the next day. She and the teacher, they have words. But sure enough, from that day and for the rest of the school year in first grade, every time the students would read, she would sit me under the table that I couldn't read. <laughs> and what I would do under the table, I would read how far, I would hear how far they would read, and I would go home and read that much further. <laughs> and I tell you that story because I never forgot what it felt like to be mistreated. Mm, and right. I really devoted my life to ensuring that people would not have to feel the pain of injustice mm. as I did at six years old. And so it was at that point that I began to read books of, like, you know, great civil rights leaders, uh, right. even Thurgood Marshall, and I would read the stories of, like, you know, the slaves, Harriet Tubman, and, 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 and I, I would see all these things that they overcame and how they had such great problems to overcome, and, to overcome, and they were able to do it. And it inspired me to really pursue, you know, justice and pursue a career in law, and that's how I, I really got started, and I have always hated injustice from a child. And so wow. I believe that I was created to come against it. They always say what you hate is what you were created to come against, and I believe that. And so I just have a passion for the rule of law. I have a passion for justice because I, I, I really hate it. Well, Judge Paula, you have been an amazing guest on our show. I know our listeners going to really enjoy hearing this, and hopefully uh, – the contacting their friends and relatives in Pennsylvania and our listeners in Pennsylvania. I want them to hear this and tell others about the show because your voice needs to be out there. It needs to be out there, and and I, I hope uh, you have good luck in the election on May 18th, and and, uh, and hope we'll get you back on our show and, and you can tell us what it's like to be on the state Supreme Court. That's what I'd love, oh, yeah. love to hear. <laughs> okay. I'd love to come back. Yes, well, thank you so much. And remember, votepaulapatrick.com. Go to, you can follow me on Facebook, like me on Facebook at Judge right. Paula Patrick. You can go there if you want to donate, if you want to uh, you know, sign up for a volunteer, you can do that. Thank you so much for having me. And that's Judge Paula Patrick. Be sure to tell your friends and neighbors and relatives who, who may live in the state of Pennsylvania to uh, check out uh, Judge Paula and what she believes in. And we need a conservative judge. It'd be great to have a conservative judge on the court that people listen to in the state of Pennsylvania. And our listeners in Pennsylvania, please check out Judge Paula Patrick. Tell people about this show and uh, send a link to them. And now it's time for a crypto corner. And for those who may not know, we've tried to uh, just bring out some overall big strategy, not little strategy, not telling anybody to do anything like go buy Bitcoin and invest in it. We're not telling anybody how to invest or what to invest. We're just saying you ought to know. Just like a couple of weeks ago, we had Brock Pierce on and we had an entire show dedicated to finding out more about blockchain technology and, and Bitcoin and what's called altcoins. And he suggested you go out and buy $10 worth of Bitcoin just to find out how you do it and, and how 
you what the process you go to you can't just go to the store and say i want to buy some bitcoin and it does take some computers and 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 knowing what the buttons to push so you can google that how to uh, how to buy bitcoin but we do if our crypto corner just want people to understand we have a new uh, a part of our whole economy that's we can call it blockchain technology but it's changing the way we do business it's changing banking and finance it's changing many industries uh, just like they can use the blockchain technology to uh, tag a fish knowing where it came from you know every step of the way process to your table and they got technology to tag that explain that tell everybody where it's been where you can look and know everywhere that fish has been where it's caught just things like that that we've never had a way to uh, keep up with so much information but it can be put on this blockchain and it cannot be it cannot be hacked it cannot be when i say it cannot be hacked the, the, the information once it's on the blockchain cannot be changed there's information places that can be hacked and wallets can be hacked and the computers can be hacked but this information once it's on the blockchain it's there it, nobody can remove it and so that's why it's a, a system of trust now we go back to better understand what you need to know is that it is affecting your banking is affecting the stock market it's affecting this thing called cryptocurrencies where people are investing in some of them are going crazy and again on our website right there there's one it's a still a small one uh, smaller it's not the biggest uh, altcoin but that's a coin it's not bitcoin it's called altcoin and bitcoin's the first it came out around 2010 after or nine right after that the great recession someone uh, that we don't even know who it is just said this money uh, central banks controlling it that it, it shouldn't be that way and so uh they whoever it was him or her they set up this system and it has really proven the technology is blockchain technology it's like a uh, ledger system where several computers will uh, will agree that this is the information that needs to be locked in and that's the basis of it but what you need to know is uh, each week we'll go a little bit into a crypto corner and, and like i said if you want to see a altcoin and and, and look it up and on the internet and see some of the things it does and the community that surrounds it uh, check out harmony i got a link to it right there on our web page of doc holiday's uh, rock splitting politics on our web page look that up and that's one that you can check into and and there's there's thousands actually but that's one of the altcoins that i've been following and and i, I believe it's going to keep moving up in the world because it has uh, such technology so i just want people to better understand what is changing in our world not to fear that but you we got to understand what it is and so many in the conservative community don't understand it as well as uh, a lot of the uh, those who are on the liberal side in silicon valley that makes a lot of this they put in a lot of money that uh, they're part of the reason why joe biden is the president of the united states not donald trump right now so i'll just say it's important to understand what's going on so we don't just give all the space to the liberals and to the socialists and to the marxists and to even the revolutionaries that uh 
want, want to uh, tear this country down and give it over to Russia and China and um, Putin and President Xi, Xi of uh, China. Just uh, they are licking their chops right now, looking at the national debt of the United States. Just uh, we'll have to spend a show sometime talking about that and what's going on. And cryptocurrency is. Uh, can play a big part in one of the things of Brock Pierce said we have to stay on top of the technology because China's already ahead of us but we've got to stay on top of the technology and not let them advance further than we do so that's our crypto corner great show with Judge Paula Patrick if you want to know more about her you can check her website out and uh, she gave that earlier and I do want to say on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin just as each week we'll try to touch base on that just to give you a little information that you can go out and do something with now doc holiday's rock splitting politics is over for this week look forward to next week and we will dig into more especially some of this spending that's going on like a helicopter money is what they're calling it we'll see we'll talk about that next week god bless you see you then Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.